Welcome to the Art First Interiors podcast, brought to you by Curious Egg. I'm Lorraine Aaron, an artist who designs interiors. I'm passionate about the way art can change our lives and improve our home environments, and I love interiors with art at their soul. Here on the Art First Interiors podcast, I talk to like-minded creative people, including fellow artists, interior designers and homemakers, exploring how art affects their lives, the places they live and the spaces they create. Join me to discover the power of art to transform your home. In this episode, I talk to artist Rachel Louise Lee about life after art school, the importance of having the right space to create in, and how travel can inspire creative ideas. Well, today I'm visiting the studio of Rachel Louise Lee, one of our artists from our art room. Um, I've come to her studio, which is in her own home, and um, just want to say thanks, Rachel, for, no, no for asking me over to visit. Um, it's a gorgeous space you've got set up. I oh, can't believe you. you've got this in your own home. It's just just perfect. Loads of light. Mm-hmm. It was one of the things that attracted me to the house was the sort of bright space and the big window yeah, amazing. in this room. Um, I'm quite lucky. I feel quite lucky to have such a nice sort of neutral space as well that we could just develop it's- as our own. It's fantastic. You've got all your artwork, so the, uh-huh. you've, I see you've got um, some works familiar to me. Some yeah. so you've got some new work up here as well. Yeah. So are you? Is this? I mean, do you get messy in here? Or is this where you do your yes. thinking? Or, <laughs> this, yeah. this is um, <laughs> this is a tidy at the moment. So you cleaned it up for us. <laughs> Absolutely. You probably notice on the floor there's little specks of paint and marks everywhere. Yeah, um, no, but no, I think it's. I'm quite free with my work, as you know. It's quite a yeah. a messy sort of process. Um, so when I get really going into the, the swing of things, that this room just becomes an absolute chaotic, fantastic mess. And basically. it's so great to have that in your own home because I guess you you can kind of well, one it's warm. I mean, if it's my memories of having a studio when I first uh, left art school, are just um, we were in the Glasgow Sculpture Studios mm-hmm. when they were up at Mary Hill, and there was no heating, the yeah. roof leaked. And we had curtains to divide our spaces and you just sat there freezing with woolly jumpers on um, trying to be creative. Mm-hmm. And I just think, I mean, I think there's, there's you know, there's benefits to being in a, a kind of studio complex as well. But I think, you know, having the warmth of your own home. Yeah, and, there is. Absolutely. Yeah. And I like, I'm quite a home bird, so I like being at home. And quite often I have, if I have to drive or walk somewhere, I, I do enjoy it. But then I like being able to just nip up here at eight o'clock at night and yeah, just work absolutely. for a couple of hours well that's it I mean that's yeah. what I used to try and describe to people the difference when I was able to work at home because you don't know when you're going to feel those yep. creative thoughts coming in and it sounds cliched you know you have this thought in the middle of the night but actually sometimes you do and you, you just want to come through and maybe yeah. work in your sketchbook a wee bit or do something that um you know yeah well the thoughts are there that is it so. that's that's exactly why I wanted a home studio because um, that is, describes me pretty much. I just have random ideas and I want to just jot them down or get painting and get making. And if I was, you know, had to travel somewhere 20 yeah. minutes even from here, yeah, the idea and would most likely be gone. Yeah, so, and stopping yeah. for food breaks and stuff. Sometimes I find that really disruptive mm-hmm. at studios is having to go out and remember to go and eat. Yeah, <laughs> you, you do forget. to the kitchen and yeah. grab something. So. You do, yeah. So that's great. So is this, um, have you... 
um, you've brought some of your older work. I understand there's some pieces here that I really love, like the steel frame pieces that uh -huh. we talked about, which you've um, miraculously got on the wall here. <laughs> we remember us talking about how kind of weighty they were, but there's some new pieces as well. Is this, have you, did you have a sort of break for a while or, you know, how is the kind of... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so gone? I think um, I did definitely have a, a small break. As you may know, you need sort of creative breaks to mm. keep functioning um, or else I just sort of go into overdrive and then things don't work or they don't work for the best so in terms of living where we lived before there wasn't an awful lot of space there um, in our old house that was a rented property so I didn't feel as free as well I didn't feel like I could make as much mess as yeah exactly there. that's important you know, I was always aware <laughs> that it, it wasn't my house which is fine and it's like you know it, it, it really did work for a short time but I feel like now I realised that I was holding myself back. Um, so since in the past couple of years that we've been here, I feel like I've definitely become a lot more free with it and I'm making them things that are much more higher quality than they were previously. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, it, it looks really fantastic. Yeah, it's, it, it's all about just being comfortable. I think you need to be comfortable in your space and in your head to be able to make good work. And if you're stressed yeah. about it, if you're worrying about it, um, you know what it's like, it just doesn't flow as naturally. So can I just move over here? You've got all your lovely art books. Um, but I just, I was really interested in these new pieces you've got on the wall. Um, tell me a wee bit about these because I haven't seen these before. Yeah, so these are brand new. These um, recently finished pieces took inspiration from the Phobia series. Oh yeah, um, yeah. So they're, Which we love. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it's been a, a good few years now since I, I made work along those lines. Um, so I wanted to do something relatively monochrome style again but you know it's the odd bits of colour and, and texture in it but really focus on the layers this time mm. the phobia series is much I, you know I absolutely love them but I felt like the, the layers could be further developed um, and this was something that I was hoping to achieve in, in these yeah. unnamed pieces and so there's some yeah. sort of there's more text in these pieces kind of almost like uh, sort of scribbled text and quite painterly sort of layers yeah um, yeah. And is that spray paint I'm seeing? What? Yeah. Oh, okay. There's, there's so lots of different um, aspects went into these ones. So there's collage, there's screen print, there's spray paint. Um, you know, I've even lost track of it, I think. Yeah, now, it's just so, so many so layers. And that's, yeah. this is doing exactly what, you know, we've talked about in the past where the more you look, the more you see. Uh -huh. um, so they're about sort of A2 size. Uh -huh. um, and is that on. Um, printing paper yeah yeah it's it is on, on on printing it's paper. quite a thick white paper yeah. so they were started off um being made in the local printmakers that i'm now part of oh yeah five printmakers yeah so started off there and then developed there and here a yep. sort of mixture and so you've got all your screens there you can yeah. access to all of that that's fantastic. i've got all that there yeah. and then i've got just loads of equipment in this studio as well that um that contribute to these pieces so yeah, a lot of it, like we were talking about before, is done at eight o'clock at night randomly yeah. when I, I pop <laughs> yeah. up just when I have an odd moment where I'm like, oh, a little, a little scribble. And then putting them on the wall like this and leaving them for a couple of days. Yes, just and to... coming back to yep. it. And then I'll know, I'll know when they're, they're finished. Fantastic. Um, but yeah, these are the newest finished pieces. Yeah, they look great. And, and is that your work behind it or is that something, another? Yeah, that's a, actually an enlarged print of a... Um, a smaller piece that I've done I was just playing around with trying to enlarge it's kind of things. photographic it's beautiful yeah. it's really lovely kind of on sort of lilac tone paper and uh -huh. is that on a boat or a jetty or? yeah it's um, 
yeah, it's a, it's a jetty. Mm. Try and move this. So yeah, it's just a gorgeous. It's just an experimental piece. Yeah, as you know, experimenting small yeah, things. So. Absolutely, <laughs> no, and it's great to be able to see these things in a kind of really early stage. Um, yeah, and we've got you've got your wee dog rigs. Yeah, um, by your side, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we Not have to include fan. him. <laughs> He's keeping an eye on us, guarding your work. Yes. <laughs> no, he loves the studio as well. This is um, the sun shines in here on, on his bed, so he quite often lies in here. It's a very comfortable looking bed. Chills out. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, Rachel, could you maybe just for the uh, benefit of the listeners, because I know um, obviously a lot about your background. Uh, we've been working together for quite a while now. Um, but just a wee bit of background about you, how you came to, to be an artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I've always, art something that I've always loved. It was typically the only thing I was really interested in as a child. And my parents heavily picked up on that. So anytime they suggested dancing, gymnastics, it was always a no-go. I always wanted to go to art clubs. Yeah. Um, so I started an art club probably when I was about, God, maybe like four or five. Wow. Done that on a Saturday morning and it just progressed from there. I, I always knew that it was going to be something that was heavily involved in my life. So when it came to school and making decisions about uni, it really wasn't a a question. It was a no-brainer that I was yeah, going to... Yeah, you were definitely yeah, going for that. I wanted to study art. Um, in terms of what kind of art, I wasn't sure. I just knew... There's lots of different routes out there for me to take, so I thought I'll get, hopefully get into uni and take it from there. Um, and then I was lucky enough to start in Duncan of Jordanston in Dundee. Mm-hmm. Um, in Good art school. Yeah. <laughs> I'm biased, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Started there um, at the young age of 17, so I was a bit, you know, new to the world and excited to be living in Dundee by myself as yeah, a student. Um, so that was just a, a big wake up call really just seeing everybody else who you know was amazing at art and all the different techniques and all the processes that you could use and passion just really developed from there um so yes 2011 2015 I studied at Dunker of Jordanstown um ended up specializing in printmaking which is a big factor in my work mm. just now. And, and that's actually what I was going to ask, because I know, uh-huh. um, having, I mean, I studied, a lot of people know I studied at Dundee as well, and what I really liked about that art school is just, um, you know, their kind of uh, emphasis on really honing people's making skills and giving them a lot of choices in what kind of materials they use. And, Absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, that is a real strength of theirs. And then, of course, you start to focus on a certain subject, and I went into sculpture, but... You, you decided to go to printmaking and what made you decide that? What what drew you to printmaking? I like learning new processes and printmaking was something that I had never really dabbled in before. I knew roughly screen print and you know I'd known of Andy Warhol and the usual sort of common artists like that but I hadn't ever practised it myself and when we got to second year in art college that's when I got introduced to it and I just became fascinated by such a graphic and bold process Mm. Um, although that's not what my work is like I was quite interested in using the very rigid process to make painterly pieces Um, and I just started experimenting and it just became something that was so different from painting I knew I've been painting and drawing all my life up until this point and I felt like I was ready to develop that yeah Um, and I I still enjoy painting and drawing now and I, I factor it in my work quite a lot but 
learning a new process was definitely quite attractive. Yeah, and, and that, that's really interesting. So what, what that difference between the printmaking, you know, what does printmaking give you that painting and drawing doesn't or what other level does it take mm-hmm. your work to? Quite often in painting and drawing, I feel like I'm, I'm in some sort of control of it and I, you have an idea of what you're, you're doing. But with printmaking, there's so many different ways that it can turn out. There's... It is very experimental, um, and I know painting and drawing is as well, but the fact that you're relying heavily on a, a process to take you through it, so you you know you, you have to expose your screen and then wash it out and ink it up and do lots of different stages to get to the final outcome, which mm-hmm. is just quite fascinating to me. And um, maybe that, you know, again, not everybody will be familiar with printmaking processes, yeah. and I know there are, there are a lot of different printmaking processes uh-huh. and probably too many to describe here, but... Um, yours is skin, screen printing. That's yeah. what you can you just try to, in a nutshell, um, tell some of the, our listeners, you know, a wee bit about that process, what it involves. Uh huh. So it's quite a graphic process. Um, basically, you produce an image on acetate, which is a clear plastic to begin with, and then that's exposed through ultraviolet light onto a screen, um, which is then washed away and you're left with an image on a screen and you basically squeegee ink through the screen onto whatever paper that you're you're using and you're left with a, a block image. So it's like it's so a bit like a stencil. It is way. a stencil, yeah. So yeah. whatever you've masked on the screen, the ink doesn't go through those Absolutely, those yeah. So, holes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in some, yeah in, in the most basic terms, that's exactly what it is. And that means that um, each colour is printed as... At one at a time and every layer is printed separately as well so you have yep. to build up an image through different stencils on your screen um, you can't get so much of a, a tonal or a colour composition it's very much individual layers individual. You, so you've got a, quite a bit of planning involved then you've got to think ahead to which layers are going first and how yeah. those layers are going to combine initially there is a lot of planning involved and you have you end up with a lot of different it takes a lot of time and um, you've got a lot of different acetates that need exposed lots of different screens and um, you, you basically just have to start building it up from there and that's what I started doing and a lot of screen prints um, that are available now, you know, online are maybe three, four, five different layers, different colours. But then you start to experiment and start realising that you can blend the colours by making them more transparent. Mm. Um, and it, it just becomes a really interesting process to, yeah, to learn absolutely. with. So, Gosh, that's... that. And, and so for subject matter, so again, yours... Um, you know, you're, you work in multi-layers, but also you have sort of photographic, figurative subject matter. Um, you know, what what kind of inspired you to bring the kind of human figure into it mm-hmm. and, and what are the kind of concepts behind your work? I really am interested in, in portraits. Portraits is something that I've always sort of focused on. I think it, it provides quite a, a clear focal point for the image. And I knew that the work that I wanted to produce was a fully representation of me so I felt like I wanted to use myself as the image in the work as well um purely just because you know it's it's, it's I feel like it's, it's coming out of me in a way so yeah. I wanted to represent both myself and then what was happening artistically in my mind and whatnot um on the paper so for me it was it was important to include include the human figure just to represent that both happening um within without the body almost yes yeah. 
Yeah. And and I do think that kind of makes the works really intriguing for people. They they kind of, as you say, they have the focal point, but then they start mm-hmm. to get lost in the layers. I know um, when we've shown some of your work at um, uh, art fairs, you know, people really can spend quite a bit of time in front of your pieces and discover mm-hmm. new things all the time. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I, I think is that important to you, What how people yeah. kind of experience your work? Absolutely. I think it's important. Um, I know myself that when I look at work, I like to see things that are different every time I look at it. I like work that you can almost get lost in, that, you know, you can come back to it and see something else. And I think it's quite, it's quite valuable and it's not something that you you see a lot. And I I know this might be going on to another question, but a lot of it is to do with sort of old architecture when you can look at different buildings over and over again and keep seeing something new. Absolutely, yeah. Um, And that's what I was really interested in reproducing was all these layers, you know, to do with landscapes and how there's just so many different things that you, you miss out in the world and yep. you can, it's quite refreshing to see that. And also it's a representation of, the you know, your mind's a complex thing, the brain is so complex, there's so many different entangled layers in that. Yep. To represent that on a an artwork is, is quite valuable and important Absolutely. to me. No, and, and I think that really, I mean, for me, when I first saw your work, that's kind of what came across. I, I could mm-hmm. see the process you were using... Um, and kind of how complex that was and then when we chatted you talked about how these you know whether it be dreams or thoughts came into your head and they kind of were already starting to layer themselves up in your head and you wanted to kind of find a a process that would let them come out Um, so you know for me that's what makes these works really quite powerful Um, so I, I suppose I wanted to ask and you know I think it's always interesting for people to understand you know, when you come out of art school, what is that like? You know, what what how does that affect your work? Mm-hmm. And, you know, how has your work changed since you've left art school? Yeah, I think at first when I left art school, I was I was definitely motivated. Um, I was I was proud of myself. You know, I left with a first class degree. I felt really like I needed to keep going and to keep making. But looking back now, I feel like I was putting too much pressure on on myself. You know yeah. that when you have a change of circumstances, it can be difficult to keep creating work. Yeah, um, you have to you have to be quite relaxed and and comfortable in your surroundings to to keep that going. So I was definitely motivated to produce work, but I knew it wasn't to my best standard that I could do it. I didn't have yeah. the the resources available that I had in art college. Um, you know, I didn't have the all the screen printing equipment on yeah, my doorstep. Yeah. When you have to start paying for things, you realise mm-hmm. how yeah. am I going to keep this up? Yeah. Um, and I did slightly lose a bit of a bit of hope. I was thinking, what if I can't do this? You know, what if it's it's not it's cost efficient and whatnot? Mm-hmm. But I just made sure I found ways to keep creating. So even in sketchbooks and in little drawings yeah. and things, just keep it going and then know in the future that you will get to the point where you can make bigger work again yeah which I'm fortunate now to be at that stage and I'm glad that I went through what I went through when I left art college just keep making things keep going keep your sketchbooks up to date and then yeah. you'll get to a point eventually where you can turn that into yeah into bigger work um I think that's you know kind of really help probably really helpful for young artists coming out or even yeah. people thinking of going to art school because there's so many pressures put on um you know, especially nowadays, you know, for, you know, is it going to make you money when you come out? Mm-hmm. And of course, at art school, you get the opposite um, from, you know, 
tutors and peers where you know if you're, you're encouraged for it not to be money driven mm-hmm. you've got to be creating and not be thinking about make, going commercial and it's had yeah. such a there's so many pressures coming that um I think just hearing from artists coming out and the actual reality of it and just finding that balance that yes you probably will need to um support your work by yeah. maybe taking on jobs Ab- places yeah. but mm-hmm. but as you say maybe keeping the creativity ticking over yeah. in the background till it can become the bigger part of what you do yeah absolutely um, and that that is important and I think it's important to stick by your guns as well and and whatever your style is stick to it um and don't don't feel the pressure you know it can be easy to slip into the commercialized aspect of it and people will ask mm. you to draw images and paint their dogs and, yeah. and whatnot and that's great that's a great way to earn money but if it's not how you want to represent, represent yourself as an artist yeah. don't feel the pressure to do it you know that makes me think of uh, when I was in first year at art school um our tutor was Peter Collins, uh, who was the father of Edwin Collins, and I remember him taking us round in the, uh, you know, round the art school in our first few days, and then we started to draw. And you know, he didn't say a lot in class, but every so often uh, he would come round and say, "Remember who you are. You're the creme de la creme." <laughs> and he said, "We do not paint other people's dogs." No. <laughs> and he just, we had to keep that in our heads for the, yeah. the kind of whole time we're at school, and then of course. If you want to paint people's dogs, you can, yeah. but at least know what you're doing yeah. and why you're doing it. But yeah, yeah absolutely. Stick to your, kind of... Yeah, if you've got a style and you're enjoying it, don't feel like you need to to do things to compensate that, I would say is my, my biggest piece of advice. I think you get you do easily get lost in the pressure of it. Yeah, you're trying absolutely. to make money. You're not surrounded by all these creative minds that you previously were. You know, you're not getting tutoring and things like that. Yeah. So it's, it's really easy just to get lost and and feel like this is the only way forward yeah um, and if that's your style you know there's nothing wrong with that either but mm. you know find your find don't your be feet. pressured into yeah, yeah find your feet and stick with it I would say yeah absolutely um so I guess since uh leaving art school and setting up here are there any other challenges you've uh faced or do you feel now you're kind of getting back on your feet and actually just entering a kind of new period of work yeah um, I do feel like I'm getting back on my feet now. I feel like it's it's taken a little while and probably the biggest challenge is not being around other creative people as often as, as you were previously. Yeah. You know, I spent four years in studios with people that were making all sorts of work and it was really inspiring and refreshing. And now, you know, I have to I have to make time to go and visit galleries and to go and visit workshops and whatnot. It's yeah. not it's not my everyday life yeah um, so it can be hard to sort of get that inspiration and and keep it going but I think it's just about still engaging even if that's browsing online and you know yeah. reading books and things just just do whatever you can and and I don't feel as much of a pressure as it now because as you can see like my house is surrounded yeah. by my own work so that's what keeps me going as well is just seeing what I've made previously yeah, yeah. no I, I think that's a really good point I think um you know, I've talked about that as well. You know, this kind of choice when you you uh, leave art school, whether you join a, an artist complex uh-huh. or whether you go off on your own. And, and I kind of did both. And there were benefits to both. I think just at that early stage, it suited me to be around other artists. And, um, you know, I was a sculptor and then went into public art. But I kind of needed that, um, the experience of other artists and even learning new making skills. But, it, you know... Almost every artist I knew came to a point where they needed to get away from that too and just have some kind of solitary time yeah. to really get deeper into their own work. And mm-hmm. um, it seems to be a kind of natural progression, uh-huh. you know, to, to kind of uh, end up having your own sort of studio. Yeah. Um, 
But you've been away traveling and, yeah. and you've, uh, you know, we keep in touch quite a lot. And, uh-huh. um, you know, is that quite important to you to kind of get out there and experience new environments? And yeah, definitely. Does it affect your work? You know? It really does. It, it's inspiring. Um, I really love going to different places and seeing things, architecture or, you know, rivers, water, anything, bridges, just seeing different landscapes. Um, yeah. Landscapes are quite heavily featured in my work and quite a lot of the ones that were used previously were ones from home, so ones where I grew up. But now that, you know, I'm fortunate to, to be out and about and go in different cities and places, then you just start to realise there's so much more that you can develop. Yeah. And usually what I do is just take millions of photographs and then create millions of sketchbook pieces and then um, some of the shapes and the figures from the architecture just develop into, I don't know, almost stories in, in my work. Yeah. You know, you'll see different yeah. parts from, from everywhere that, that factors yeah. into it. So it is really refreshing um, and I do enjoy it. And there's there's rarely a time where I go somewhere where I don't come back with about 30 photographs wow, of one yeah, thing absolutely. that I want to include. Yeah, <laughs> so. and, and I, I absolutely, you know, hear where you're coming from because uh-huh. I've always been really sort of inspired by cities and, um, you know, just travelling. You know, it's almost why we set up Curious yeah. Egg is just we, Roddy and I did a lot of travelling around Europe and just... Um, I mean, it gave you every time you went to a new city, you saw things differently and discovered new things. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, you know, when I was studying, I went to Florence and that kind of had a big impact on, on you know, my kind of course of work. Um, so, you know, you recently went to Prague and yeah. I think that, I mean, that's one of my favourite cities. Uh-huh. Um, is that somewhere, how did, how was that? that went, yeah, that was, that was absolutely amazing. I think it resonated with me quite a lot because of the gothic architecture yeah, that was there absolutely. and yeah. a lot of people have described some of my work as being slightly gothic and mm-hmm. um quite dark and you know filled with lots of different regions and stories and whatnot so i think seeing the architecture there that was so detailed yeah um and so dark as well it was it, i just loved it it was just it was just beautiful and i was yeah. just astounded by it and similar to what i said earlier just looking at it from all different angles and you know you could go back and look at it the next day certain buildings and you would just notice things that you hadn't noticed yep, before absolutely. Um, yeah. and that's something that obviously I do try and achieve in my work as well mm. so it was just it was a really refreshing visit and sometimes when you are lacking a bit of inspiration and motivation mm-hmm. just going somewhere like that and not necessarily even going to museums or galleries but yeah. just walking, walking around the city absolutely yeah, yeah. seeing the people and seeing the buildings yeah. and everything it's just I think that's so true and, and just with you know with your work you've got all these textures and layers and um you know that was the thing that impacted me with Prague is just you've got this kind of dark and light you've got the real mm-hmm. kind of gothic side and but they also I mean I looked at some of the work of the artists there and a lot of it was kind of quite surreal dreamlike imagery yeah. they worked with this kind of almost fairy tale style yeah. but kind of gothic fairy tale uh-huh. um and you know I can see you know little parts of your work that can mm-hmm. relate to that um yeah. just you know sort of um, both landscape buildings and kind of the kind of inner thoughts uh-huh. uh, that are sort of layered in your work so um yeah that that completely makes sense um I wanted to just you know move on to the fact you know you've been working with us for a couple of years now and just um you know I the, the reason for us starting Curious Egg was to kind of bring art and interiors together um and I'm always interested in how artists feel about their work you know we're we're showing your work alongside um, other interiors products and trying to get people really comfortable with seeing, you know, kind of high quality art from young contemporary artists. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you feel about uh, showing your work in that kind of context? 
I think it's I think it's really really valuable and I'm, it's just amazing to be exhibiting and, and the pop-up things that you do and all the art fairs and it's refreshing as well to see a lot of young artists um, getting that sort of exposure I think so many of us now are competing on social media and whatnot yeah and it's you know it's so easy just to get lost in it and to get swamped and especially when you leave art college realize that it's a it's a massive world out there and there's you know millions of artists that are all trying to achieve this um but I think it's important to to really find someone like yourselves I'm I'm lucky that I found you guys who are are sticking to their own guns and they're you know you're sticking to a, a sort of style and you want to represent artists that are I don't, I don't know how to word this but just what I what I want to do you know you don't pressure yeah. me into making anything that's yeah. that's not something that's that I want to achieve yeah um, and I think that's important because you can get picked up by some people who you know you they want you to make work that's maybe outside your comfort zone yeah just so that it'll sell yeah, and, and become, yeah yeah and it's aesthetically pleasing and whatnot so yeah. it, is, it is refreshing um and it's all I could hope for really is coming out of art college and, and finding that so that's that's so good to hear I mean that's completely what we wanted I think what I thought about was what I want would have wanted as a young artist coming out and you know I always try to um you know have a really good strong contact continuous contact with Mm -hmm. any of the artists you know I will keep in touch with you see how you're getting on Mm -hmm. but I think also just kind of making it really natural for um you know our customers and people that visit our um, art room just to kind of hear about the the people behind the work and that's what this is about is having a chat and just you know artists are not some strange species but we can actually all just (laughs) chat about what you know what what makes us make art and what makes people buy art and uh-huh. you know bringing those two things together in a really kind of comfortable way mm-hmm. um so what's next I mean what have you got planned for your work going ahead have you got any new inspiration or ideas or directions you want to take your work definitely from my recent travels as we talked about um creating some new work from images and sketches that I've, I've taken from that so that's quite exciting I'm going to hopefully start making some little pieces to begin with and the aim in the near future is to sort of combine work that I've made previously so a lot of my inspiration cheesily enough comes from my past work I think I see what I'm capable of and Mm -hmm. um, I want to progress that further so I've done the little dreamer series and they are quite past we love the dreamer series yeah (laughs) um they're obviously on a miniature scale, but they are quite pastel colours and I would quite like to possibly expand that into similar sizes of the Automatism series. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. maybe create some some bigger pieces, but with, with different colours, different collage aspects um, and possibly include more more of nature. So Yep. Um, and that, that's kind of what was, some, some of that yeah. was in the, the nature link was kind of in your work when I first met you, but the yeah. colour was quite a new sort uh-huh. of uh, path you were going into, which, you know, we talked about that being really quite interesting and, yeah. and I, I kind of like to see how that, that progresses. Yeah. So for you, I mean, what does it mean to you for somebody to buy your work and have that in their own home? Mm-hmm. God, well, you know, I'm... To start off with, I'm just so grateful that someone, you know, is spending their hard-earned money on on something that I've made, and I think it's it's lovely that they're they're doing that. But it's almost like they're they're this sounds really cheesy, but they're they're getting a part of me. You know, mm-hmm. every piece that I make is so 
personalised yeah. and um, you know it's ta- it, it takes everything out of me I go through so much like mood swings and whatnot when I'm making art yeah there's always a point where I, I hate it and then I love it and then I hate it and then I never know when it's finished because yeah. it, it's so I layered. can completely relate to that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's such an emotional journey and when the when the bio bit of my work you know it's to, to some people it's just another image but to me it's it's a real journey that I've been on um, emotionally and physically making it and, and you know it's a, it, is a, it is a small part of me I suppose yeah. um, so I'm, I'm just I'm just grateful that they are they're willing to, yeah. to do that and, and it's so and exciting it's, isn't yeah. it and we get excited for an artist when yeah. a piece of work you know that I don't think that ever goes and I'm sure um, you know galleries and other other kind of art sales would say this but I think being an artist you know, it's slightly different for me because I feel it from both sides and uh-huh. I know what that means to sell a piece of work. Um, yeah. But it's funny because we were talking about cities and and that affecting what goes into the work. But, you know, as an artist, I was always really interested in how art changes, um, both changes the environment it's in, it can change what a space, how a space is experienced, but also that space can affect the work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm kind of interested in what your thoughts are and your, you know, you've worked with this piece of work for quite a long time and suddenly it goes out there to somebody's house and it's probably exhibited in a completely new way Mm -hmm. you know how is that for you and Mm -hmm. you know what 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 do you kind of get from that Uh, I think it's really refreshing you know I've made the work and I've seen it grow and develop sometimes I feel like it's out with my control as well that it's developed so much um and then I have a, a sort of idea of where it's going to go but then to see to pass it on to someone else and let them develop it and you know if they depend on where they, they put it where they exhibit it if, they, if it's going in their house what room it's in what other interior aspects mm-hmm. in that room furniture and things I think it's nice to I've started this this journey off but then they're completing it and yep. I think that's such a, a nice thing to see um, and it's just a really valuable thing and it almost feels like you know I don't know how to describe it but that I've started the journey and it's yeah, got it's, to its destination now and they're, it's no longer mine. They're taking it on as yeah. theirs and they're going to almost look after it and it, it's going to and be And it'll there. pass on again yeah, probably. To yeah. some, I mean, we've got um, a customer who, who, you know, loves your work and has bought quite a few pieces and talks about how, you know, her daughter has already claimed that as one of her mm-hmm. heirlooms. She's going to inherit one of the works, yeah. which I thought was, your, your work's actually inheritance now. Did you know that? <laughs> no. And I love that. That's, that is brilliant. Do you know I it's so nice for me just knowing that I, I started off making that and now yeah. it's getting passed on and Absolutely. I don't know where it is and that's fine I'm, I love yeah. that I think it's it's nice that it's making its way through different places in the world and yeah. you know and I'm, I'm quite happy with that. and I think the, the nice thing about social media I mean we're both on Instagram and that's a fantastic place for us to kind of show our artists work but also what I love about it is that the you know people the buyers of the work can oh. show your work like the next day they can yeah. you can see it I can see it in their mm-hmm. home or wherever they're putting it and you know you can kind of see that journey continuing uh-huh. but um you know that you didn't used to be able to do that no. so that's kind of what what's so nice about Instagram and yeah. um, that connection with with um buyers mm-hmm. um so I mean I think that's been so great to sit here and chat to you on this Saturday afternoon rainy Saturday afternoon yeah um in your lovely cozy studio it's just fantastic space and just thanks so much for taking no, the time out to you. have a chat with me yeah it was lovely thank you very much fantastic Thank you for listening to this episode of the Art First Interiors podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and if so, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a rating and review. 
If you'd like to hear more, please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find me on Instagram at CurioEgg for more Art First Interiors chat and inspiration.